0: On this year's Clip Show, how many movies should have been left in the year they were released? Do we need to quit calling it Time to Unmask? And will we need four co-hosts next season? Find out now you're listening to the Season 3 finale of 24 Flames Per Second. everybody and welcome to yet another uh, episode, it'll feel like deja vu, of uh, the podcast The Roast, the films we love the most, 24 Flames Per Second. Everybody, as always, I'm your host, Robert Spiewak, and welcome to our Season 3 finale retrospective reminiscing episode. And uh, here on with me on the show this week um, is, uh, just like the last finales, all the co-hosts and with season three that means we got three co-hosts here this time uh from the season that we we're just wrapping up everybody and so we'll go around we'll introduce one at a time uh we've got chris pepper hambrick
1: hey how's it going
0: good thank you for being here we got casey rom
1: what's up
0: hello and we've got katie bennett hi hey everybody welcome to the end of season three yay um yeah i would say that yay is uh is appropriate it feels <laughs> and this one i don't know about the rest of y'all but this season it feels like it was the longest one yet um yeah. for a multitude yeah. of reasons which i think we'll get into we'll touch on but um but uh, but yeah it's uh i wonder if we'll end up with four four different co-hosts next uh next season what do you think should we mm-hmm. add another to the group
2: why not no barrier. they have to <laughs> have a name that starts with a k though
0: this is true. Yes, we could always bring yep. up, we could always bring back, Br- bring back or Kevin from the reserves.
1: Yeah, That's yeah.
3: True.
0: I think that means Will's out of the running, though. Yeah, <laughs> which is too, which is too bad. <laughs> um,
3: we don't make the rules, man.
0: Yeah, I think, uh, I think we're past, we're past us making the rules, which is fine. <laughs> it's the you know the universe. Ever since March, the universe has been making the rules for this show. Um, <laughs>
4: That's the damn truth. <laughs>
0: But um but yeah, so I think um if we all wouldn't mind, I wanna let's start with kinda we'll go around the the circle and just um I'm curious everybody's like experience as a co-host on the show, just how season three has been from a from an overarching perspective. We'll get into specifics in a minute, but like I don't know, feel free we could do popcorn style or if somebody's ready to go, just you know, what's it, how's it how's the season been?
3: Well, uh, I I'll say that um, I really like the variety of movies that are covered. Um, I don't always know what's coming or or why exactly, um,
2: sure.
3: but uh, I do appreciate that. Like as a as a result of co-hosting um, this podcast, I've had to either visit or revisit everything from like SpongeBob to two thousand one <laughs> to Aronofsky, right? And I really appreciate the the breadth that we cover
0: yeah well i'll take that that's uh i guess a testament to my spontaneity <laughs> <So thank laughs> yeah, i
3: mean you could take whatever credit you want it's planned it's spontaneous but i, I mean, think that's that, not even
0: it's very planned actually
3: <laughs> yeah I think it is. But, but i think that that really shows in this season that there's, yeah. a, there's kind of something for everyone there
4: yeah, and I think, um, yeah, I'll kind of echo that. I think it's been a really uh, well-rounded season, a lot of different types of movies, but there's like some trends that I've, I've noticed and, and something that I've really appreciated is just being able to to revisit or having an excuse to revisit a lot of movies that I hadn't seen since like high school or college and especially movies that I just kind of decided that I liked and then didn't really think much more about it and getting to kind of revisit that and look at it from a more critical perspective um has led to a lot of very interesting conversations which i appreciate
0: yeah i think the hope was that by having you revisit a movie from uh that you know might turn out to not be as good as you remember i'm saving you from an awkward party conversation right (laughs) that's true so you don't have to be put on spot you're, in you're, spot.
3: you're saving us from an awkward party, but you're making it <laughs> incredibly public.
0: <laughs> I was just going to say, it's it's preventing you from putting you on the spot in public, but maybe that's uh, not uh, totally accurate. Who's broadcasting <laughs> it instead? <laughs> well, then, I really uh,
2: like co-hosting because I really like the part where we bring fun facts. And now... Yes. I, I do that like also that. also was
0: new this season. Yeah. yeah, That
2: was my idea. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I, I really like having... Um, just that extra knowledge under my belt. I'm I'm kind of a trivia fanatic, and uh, I like knowing random useless knowledge and knowing what actors are in what things with what directors, and so it gives me the ability to expand that encyclopedia for when bar trivia comes back. Definitely,
3: Definitely. funny because the reason I like it is that I like to contextualize everything. <laughs> so it's like completely opposite. So I like <laughs> to understand like what was the like socio-political conditions when this was made and like why would they not that I actually necessarily say that when I'm giving facts but like that's why I think that stuff is important because you know you're watching something from 10 years ago 50 years ago whatever yeah. and it can make a big difference like when it was made Yeah I
4: think that's part of what why I really enjoy the fun facts too just having that extra context i mean i know ultimately the art should stand on its own uh but it but it's nice to have the extra context when we're going into these conversations because otherwise we're just going around in circles speculating why the heck they would have made x or y choice
0: yeah yeah no I think it's great I love that I actually love that we added that this season 2 I completely forgot that that was new as of season 3 so yeah thank you Chris for suggesting that because um, I I don't know it gives I think it gives like the co-host just a little more like I don't know autonomy in the show too Mm -hmm. like you're not Mm -hmm. just there making sure the other side of the table doesn't start flying away Um, (laughs) when we used to be at a table Um,
3: well you know all those fights we had to break up (laughs) oh yeah
0: (laughs) oh boy I uh, also think it would I think that's a good time to jump to some clips our first round of clips which will be uh, some of the funnest facts we've learned uh, as of this season so everybody
5: let's go hear some clips clips Shakespeare play Hamlet is a big influence in this movie. Mm. But did you also know that there are two African myths predating this that also oh, tell the story of Hamlet? One of them from the Niger region in Western Africa called Zundiata, an epic of Old Mali, mm. and an Egyptian meme a, a meme. An Egyptian an Egyptian Egyptian meme myth <laughs> of the Osirian family, where mm. a king is murdered by his brother oh. and his son is exiled. So that's I think it's really cool that they at the still is you know, like as much as we, we don't necessarily know a lot, like the, the story of Hamlet is what's really promoted as yeah. an influence. But in there's this, r- there, there are roots. core African roots to this. Cool. And okay. as an African gentleman, I, I'm happy about that. So gentleman.
4: Matthew Lillard w- was not even auditioning for this role. He just was dropping his girlfriend off at an audition nearby. And the <laughs> casting director was like, you come here and then now he's... Weird. Yeah, so it's just very strange to me how that happens in L.A., apparently.
0: Wow, I didn't know that. Was he,
2: like, an actor yet?
4: I think he was, but I don't think he'd really been, like, in anything before. That needs to happen to me.
2: Yeah. Right?
0: Like (laughs) (laughs) Go just wander around in Hollywood. (laughs) Um, Um,
4: Oh, and also Wes Craven turned this movie down a bunch of times because he was attempting to make a haunting remake that failed... And Dang. then he finally, thank God, accepted. It's hard for cash.
0: <laughs> they never say zombie in this zombie movie. Uh, it's part of the public domain because somebody fucked up copying over a title without its copyright symbol. Uh, what else did we say? Uh, the meat was, the human meat was chicken. The blood was chocolate sauce. A nice mole for all the zombies in the movie. All the, un, all the undead or the assailants is how they're referred to every now and then.
3: It is based on a fairy tale, a Hans Christian Andersen story called The Snow Queen, but it is essentially <laughs> unrecognizable. Um, there is something in that story about Frozen Hearts, but it is oh. very, very changed. It's the sort of thing, um, Disney had been trying to make a version of this story since the 1930s. I was going to say, I knew they had it for a long time. And could never quite figure out how to make it sympathetic, how to make it yeah. kid-friendly enough to be to kind of fit into their... their uh, you know, their wheelhouse. So, Hmm. um, they finally managed to make it by changing almost everything about it. Okay. So the other thing I thought was really interesting, uh, about, you know, the interviews with the creators was the list of, um, influences included David Lean, like Lawrence of Arabia and Dr. Zhivago, um, and black narcissus, the, um, uh, forties, uh, British film, British technicolor film. Um, and, uh, sound of music. Yeah. And essentially all of Norway. She sings on a hill. <laughs> she does sing on a hill, yeah. So it was just interesting all of the the, the influences from which the yeah. animators and the designers drew.
2: Originally, they were going to cast Tom Hanks in <gasps> Luigi's role. Oh,
0: shit. But he
2: had two bombs in a row. And so they were like, oh, maybe Tom Hanks isn't the box office draw that um, he once was because God he had just damn. made... Uh, Turner and Hooch two, and Joe versus the Volcano. Two Bob
0: Bob-bombs in a row.
2: Yeah, exactly. Um, so, this could have been a very different movie.
0: I want to see it. It's interesting because <laughs> then I think in that same year that they came out,
6: Philadelphia
0: also came out right. at mm-hmm. the same time. Pop, pop.
2: Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think I think that's really interesting. But also, I am a fan of John Leguizamo, so I'm glad he got the role. Yeah. Um, and he seems happy with it. Not everyone else is happy with it. I'm sure we'll hear more about yeah. that from our roasters. Yeah. So, Millicent Simmons, who plays the daughter, uh, is actually deaf. And she has been deaf since infancy. Wow. Um Due to a medication overdose, which Whoa. I didn't know was Whoa. a thing until um, that,
0: uh, on her or her, uh, like her uh, mom. Was I think pregnant? she.
2: I think like as a baby, they gave her too much oh. something. That's something. Yeah. yeah. Um. And so it was initially um intended to be completely unsubtitled. Um, and Boo. It, yeah, <laughs> good choice, yeah. Sam. <laughs> um the first trailer notably does not have subtitles. Um, they were hoping that like subtext and context would be enough. And then when they were editing the film, <laughs> the editors um, like I don't know what the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the argument specifically about the the cochlear implants, oh. uh, they were like this. There's not enough context here. We have hmm. to subtitle this movie. Um, so they went back and, and re-subtitled it. Um, I never the,
0: knew that
7: name for those. Cochlear implants. Yeah. Cochlear. 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 No. cochlear. Yeah. Thank I, you. I remember following extensively the creation of those on the news when yeah. I was a kid in the 90s. It's like, cool. the coolest thing they, ever. They yeah. serve a
2: different purpose than hearing aids. I know that. Hearing aids, it's like a different type of hearing loss. Co- uh, no. Cochlear? The
7: cochlear implant directly uh, uses uh, electromagnetic uh, waves to stimulate the part of your brain that perceives sound Mm -hmm. so instead Ah. of having an ear it bypasses it and just sends your brain signals yeah i love that um
2: Mm -hmm. yeah so the that argument would not have worked um and then there's only about 25 lines of actual voice dialogue in the film it's Um, all
7: at the waterfall
2: yeah (laughs) and the first takes place about 38 minutes into the movie
0: all right those were some fun facts (laughs) Uh, i'm enlightened Yeah, um, I think, uh, yeah, so um, the next thing I'm going to want to jump to is those, we were mentioning, like, revisiting movies and stuff, and we have a little running list of clips we'll jump to, but before we do that, um, to lead us into that, uh, I want to talk a little bit about uh, all the birthday episodes we had this year, so
8: Yay!
0: Um, we were talking about this before recording, but, you know, it's like, there, there's, something, there's something different about a birthday episode than like a normal episode where I'm not, I'm not sure. I don't know if anybody can like qualify that at all, but, um, but yeah.
2: Well, we don't get that many opportunities as the three co-hosts to all be in, in the pod at the same time. Uh, so that's always true. really nice. But I think that the main thing is, uh, like you said, the, Episodes are very planned out. A lot of times it has something to do with what movies are coming out or, Mm -hmm. you know, some kind of holiday or uh, for some other reason it floated to the top, but the birthday episodes, it's like, no, this is the movie I am going to defend and here are the (laughs) reasons and I'm going to make you roast it against me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And
4: oftentimes we've picked it out like months ahead of time. So we're just waiting for that opportunity.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and I mean so let me let me sum up the, the birthday episodes we did this year, which was um, let's see we'll go, I'll try to go in order of the uh, of the schedule we had. So Katie, um, in September we did scream, um, which was the lead into our our horror month. Uh, and then in December, Casey, yes, we did 13 going on 30. And then um, for Chris, it was March, May. Okay, I knew it's all the listen. It was during quarantine all the time. Blended together. It
1: doesn't matter. That's all (laughs) (laughs) one now. (laughs)
0: Yes, (laughs) for for Chris, we did um, Josie and the Pussycats, which Mm -hmm. all very different movies.
1: Yeah.
2: Yes.
0: Um, And I think for different
2: reasons, because like I picked mine because I was turning thirty, and for almost no other reason, (laughs) (laughs) it was it was a fun exercise. But I know like. Katie has very strong feelings about (laughs) Scream.
4: Yeah, I I knew. I was like, yeah, that's got to be. That's got to be
2: mine.
0: (laughs) Chris, I forget. I remember kind of why we went with Josie and the Pussycats. It was down to two.
3: Yeah. So I have um, multiple sort of favorite movies that I feel most people I talk to haven't seen. Um, Uh And that's one of them. Mm Yeah. I think is just like kind of frothy and delightful, but has like an edge to it that people didn't recognize at the time. Yeah. And so it's just kind of fallen out of the popular culture. And I think it's worth revisiting. Mm-hmm. Um, while yeah. just being silly and fun. So that's why I love Josie and the Pussycats. And it was, seemed like a good time to bring her back. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. All and if you do I hear mean.
3: a cat during this recording, <laughs> it is Josie. Yeah.
0: If we hear a dog, it's Sula. Yeah. Yep. So and yes, let's...
3: I did name my cat after this movie.
0: That's it. That's the, that's the reason. Um, yeah, I don't know. Is there anything else about like birthday episodes specifically? I like them because it takes, you know, episodes out of the schedule. I don't have to worry about
2: it has been, uh, floated from a panelist that they would like to do a birthday episode. So maybe that's something we'll see in season four, Uh,
0: maybe name some names and we can get serious about it.
2: Yeah. Whoa. I think, I think Ian was the one who said he wanted to
0: do it. Oh, it's going to be a damn Godzilla movie. <laughs> yeah,
2: it is. Yep. It absolutely.
4: Is. Which,
0: uh, there's nothing wrong with that. But I've had, I feel like I've heard a lot about Godzilla from Ian without us ever doing a, mo- a Godzilla movie on the show. <laughs>
3: That is true. <laughs> I, think, I think what's fun what's been fun about the birthday episodes so far, at least the ones that we all have chosen here, is that it's all stuff that we have some kind of affinity for. Like everyone oh. defending has like chosen a side and they feel they have some kind of emotional connection, but it also like has never gotten like serious or contentious. Mm-hmm. Right. Like right. you know, And it's it's it kind of highlights what I love about doing this show, which is that like you can argue and you can raise points and you can debate. And at the end of the day, like when we finished like the Josie episode, everyone's like, oh, no, whatever. I love this movie. (laughs) Um, And, you know, like nobody nobody has to go home feeling like their their fave got trashed. Yeah, Um, Mm -hmm. even though it's like two on one and you could easily feel that way but there's just something about like the investment that people have in it that makes it really fun.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah.
4: And there's no, like, even though we might not know how the roasters feel, usually when somebody picks something for their birthday episode, it's pretty apparent that they actually love that movie and are like, yeah,
0: yeah. genuinely defending. It. It's interesting. You mentioned the feelings being hurt thing. Cause that was different on season two. We got we we dug in deep on on each other on season the season two birthdays. <laughs> really? Um, yeah. Everyone says I lost my episode, but I disagree.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's With pretty funny. The classic funny. dodgeball. Mm. Mm. Are there? That
2: is a classic on this podcast.
0: On birthday episodes, there are. <laughs> I'll tell you. On mine, on mine, there was. Um, but. Um, but, but yeah, okay, so uh, that's great. Uh, I, I, I love the variety that we give from our birthday episodes. Uh, I'm not going to say anything official about who's getting what birthday episodes next season just yet, um, but I think, you know, everybody preparing for the eventuality of maybe getting a birthday episode someday, we can go and we can listen to some clips of, you know, us – the The conclusions we come to after revisiting a movie that's been a while. Mm-hmm. So um, let's sort of those. We got a bunch of those lined out. Um, and so, yeah, everybody, here's some more clips.
2: Like it definitely stuck with me, but it's I watched it last night for the first time. So I need yeah. a little more time. But there was some really interesting pieces of it. Like, I feel like I saw that elevator scene before I saw the movie from like whatever the Oscar race or it's kind of like the scene that people pick out. But the scene where Albert Brooks's character, I think his character's name is Bernie Mm -hmm. kills Shannon. Brian Cranston's character is so terrifying oh, yeah. like it's yeah. just he's so calm and he's just like no pain it's do- it's over it's mm-hmm. done you're gonna die like and it's yeah. just Nemo's so like, <laughs> uh, yeah, and, it's, <laughs> and also like brian Kristen, who i yeah. love so i think there's a lot like, I think there's a lot there for something with very little dialogue, which at the beginning yeah. I was like, I don't know about this. But then by the end I was like, okay, <laughs> I yeah. There's some genuinely,
6: <laughs> like, kind of creepy scary yeah. moments in the film. Like yeah. when he puts on the mask to kill yeah. Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. character. Yeah, that whole yeah. scene is like
4: something out of a horror Ooh. movie where he's like, where they, he crashes the car and then he's just like yeah.
6: standing
2: on top of the hill. Yeah, it took an interesting turn, for yeah. sure. Yeah. The, yeah. And, the,
6: and the music, the slow burn, kind of yeah. like ominous, ambient yeah. music in the beginning, like even with the chase scene is like is really well well (laughs) uh well done
3: a lot of the stuff that people find really disturbing about it is like the stuff i really like about it it does feel like an extended fever dream um and it's extremely effective at showing that so while i think it missed the mark slightly in terms of like what he intended to like nail down in terms of the the absolute meaning um i i think it's a it's a finely done film
2: I love this movie. I, I do think it has problems, um, as most like children's movies that I rewatch for this podcast do. But it, like I said, it was a staple in my household growing up. Um, we always had cats and dogs. I always had dogs that I could compare their personalities to one of those those three characters and so yeah i had a really old retriever at one point i also had like a young dumb springer spaniel at one (laughs) point and i had lots of cats that just seemed above it all and (laughs) i think i think that there's something to be said for that um influence in my life and probably a big reason why i am such a defender of like if you're gonna have a pet it's a part of your family and you take care of it until it dies.
0: Yeah whether by your hand or some other thing
2: Some humane
3: yeah
0: way. <laughs> uh, Chris, first time viewer.
3: Yeah, I didn't really enjoy this movie that much. Um, I am a huge animal lover but I I dig the more realistic. Sure interpretation i I grew up reading every dog and cat and animal story i could find but i always prefer the ones that treated them like like naturalistic dog behavior and Mm -hmm. so this just um like i said i went back and watched the 63 after i watched this and I actually it's just as cheesy but i enjoyed it a lot more (laughs) because i felt like it was much more what i like about animal stories so this Mm -hmm. was like it could have been people so i didn't care as much Mm -hmm. It was not embarrassing. It was no. it was cookie cutter. It was rote, yeah. It was not good, but it wasn't bad. It was it just was. Yeah. And honestly, Brittany's not even the worst thing about it. Like, Agreed. Um, no. So it's no. Anthony Mount
2: is the worst thing about no. it. It's
3: fine. <laughs> Actually, what was for me worse than the chick conversation was when he comes to the hotel after like defending Brittany and goes, "I don't blame you for oh, what yeah, happened I'm not mad back at there. You. I'm not mad at you yeah. for what happened back there. I was You're like, right. why that, would you be? That was, that was weird." That's not Anson Mount's fault. But yeah. (laughs) It was it wasn't horrible. But it also wasn't anything else. It was
0: like was like a, a good TV movie yeah that's that's exactly that's what I was about to say it's yeah. like a lifetime original
6: movie with like a maybe slightly bigger budget and like better actors everyone's yeah.
3: cute in it it's not hard to it's, look at it's, it's fine. fine yeah <laughs> I don't think I'll ever that's watch fun. it again
6: I mean right. I certainly
3: won't no yeah. I,
2: I appreciated on the day that they were hung over that they wore sweats in the car
7: that was pretty like, <laughs> nice they were
2: all just like all right we're done yeah like putting up the appearance yeah, yeah. <laughs>
7: I was all prepared to defend Shyamalan. He really did get shafted by Nickelodeon and Paramount, who are the worst company. Just look at Legend of Korra and how that turned out. Nickelodeon did a lot of editorial oversight and adjustments, but... M. Night Shyamalan is a fucking egomaniac and I kind of hate him. I watched all of his interviews and you know what he said to defend The Last Airbender when it got negative reviews? He said, I have the directing sensibilities of a European director and American film goers don't like European directors. I'm like, you're from fucking New York, dude. Dude, You you live in Pennsylvania. You're from New York. You're not Hitchcock. You're not even a Spielberg. You're not even a George Lucas, man. Like, You lucked out with an adaptation of a kids tv show when you made sixth sense and you this was the last nail in the coffin for him and i would have given him more credit but anytime i see an interview with him he's just the smuggest bastard and he it's this is what happens when you fill fill a young director's head with the idea he's the next spielberg before he makes a second film we're back
0: we're back
7: more re- that was like very we
0: we reminisced well we reminisced mm-hmm. um, yes <laughs> and so uh yeah i want to um let's transition again yet again to uh i think did who all was at the 24-hour horror marathon this year i know casey was he was there the whole time i don't think chris you made it
4: I was not Fine. i was not there either okay. I'm, I'm that surprises co-host.
0: me i couldn't remember if you were if you were there or not katie
4: <laughs> yeah i know i suck
0: it's your <laughs> team. i know okay, so this this part might be maybe this could be like a q a session for <laughs> the people that weren't there the people that went through this year's because this year's was different than the year before it was a very different vibe so um it was we were using our buddy keller's um screening room in his apartment building um, and for those that don't know, for those listening that don't know, 24 hour horror marathon is uh, a it's exactly what it what it's what it is, um, where we, Quacey and I schedule a playlist or plan a playlist of movies that are, you know, 24 hours in length, top to bottom. And we hit go at noon on a Saturday and it's over at noon on a Sunday. Um, and uh, yeah. And so, Casey, I think you had dropped by the first year we did it but yeah. this year you stayed the whole time
2: this time. Yeah. Last year, I think I, I, don't remember. I had a conflict of some kind, so I came for pretty much just hereditary. Right. Um, and so this year about the only similar experience was that we watched Midsommar. So there was an Ari Aster in there, but, uh, yeah. it was, it was a different thing, a different beast to do the full 24 hours. That's for sure. Um, I definitely slept more than I meant to because we put all the foreign <laughs> films in the middle of the night and it's really it a mistake to read subtitles when you're tired.
0: <laughs> yeah. We've so far we're 0 for two in planning that like one AM to six AM stretch.
2: Yeah, I You've do. have a bad job both years. Um, Child's Play being a highlight. And I think after Child's Play is where I lost my my power, my energy reserves. But also, it was like yeah. 110 degrees in that room.
0: It was a very warm room. <laughs> and what? we uh, investigated every possible way to change the temperature. And
6: Oh,
4: that's probably could. why everybody fell asleep, too. Yeah. We
0: could not. Well, it was like... That's not, it was like uncomfortably warm. Like that didn't make you tired. Mm. It made you just feel bad.
4: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah. So (laughs) like there's,
0: we've learned lessons this year. We learned a lot of lessons. We got to have well ventilated (laughs) space um, where random people aren't going to drop in trying to hook up
5: Mm
8: -hmm.
3: because that
0: that happened. happened. (laughs) People that other people that live in the apartment building were showing up in the early hours to the wrong hours of the morning.
3: Whoa. for
0: mischief um <laughs> and we had to be like sorry dog we're watching movies in here like you, I'm sorry go find a different spot to go um, what do you
4: what do you guys think was the scariest movie like was there a point in any time during that marathon that like the whole room was genuinely tense or frightening um,
0: let me run through I'll run through the playlist real quick um okay so, yeah so heard. from noon to noon it was uh, 14 movies we did drag me to hell Wreck, uh, an American uh, the which was um, subbed, right, Casey? Yeah,
2: it, yeah, it was dubbed. Okay, it
0: wasn't. Oh, it was dubbed. That's right. Yeah. I remember. Everyone was, was upset with me. Um, <laughs> we did uh, an American Werewolf in London, Shaun of the Dead, which was our drink a drink along, which was also maybe another mistake we made. Yeah. Um, Midsommar, It Follows, Paranormal Activity, Poltergeist from 1987. That's the polter- the one poltergeist, sorry. Oh, wow. I don't know. I have the year on here like it matters. There's
4: a recent um, one. It's just There's not. a remake.
0: Oh, okay. I didn't remember if there was or not. Um, Child's Play from 88, The Wailing, The Orphanage, The Ritual, Slither, and Happy Death Day. So, yeah, those are the... We got some... That was
2: a, a solid
4: of, playlist. I love Happy Death Day. Yeah, Happy Death yeah. Day is great.
0: And There's it was it. almost... Almost going to be ready or not, but the movie had not come out in time, so we yeah. swapped in Happy Death we Day.
4: Put that on for uh, for this year.
2: I think this year, the yeah. stretch of Midsommar it follows and Paranormal Activity was definitely when it was like yeah. the most happening.
0: Yeah,
4: yeah, that's a really good uh, that's a really good trilogy, I
0: guess. <laughs> yeah, the other another highlight we had somebody do a run for um, like drumstick ice creams uh, mm. after Shaun of the Dead or during Shaun of the Dead. So we had, like, chocolate Tacos and drumsticks for yeah, the Cornetto um, movie. That's great. Yeah, um, the
2: drink-along was questionable. There was a ton of people there, for one. So yeah. I, it was just, like, a lot of shouting. <laughs> I don't know if anyone enjoyed it. Was at, it. it
0: was out of control. The yeah. room made it not easy to keep it in control, either. It was, like, a narrow, long room. It was, it was a weird room. Would not do again.
2: With a high temperature. <laughs> and yeah,
0: pretty- and then another thing we learned, I think in the future, we're going to order food. For people mm-hmm. rather than mm-hmm. everyone bring what you think the room will need and we end up with a lot of snacks and just bananas <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh, you need your potassium to Which make was, it through the night
0: that was the other thing it was the combination of doing a drink along at hang on let me check the time of doing a drink-along at 4.30 in the afternoon. Oh,
4: Jesus Christ.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Only eating snacks and the room being like 90 degrees.
3: (laughs) I gotta say, I I do wanna get to one of these someday, but y'all are not selling it. This was the year we
0: came in too, we were overconfident this year
3: Mm -hmm.
0: and we made the mistakes that we're not gonna make next year. So we've learned. Because, like, that, I want
3: to come watch movies, not, like, sweat with a bunch of loud, drunk people.
0: Yeah, no, we're not. I mean, we'll be in a different room. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, I'm not going back. I'm never going back to that apartment building ever for <laughs> any reason.
3: Well, it sounds like you might be able to hook up there if you wanted to, it's if you got there at the right time. Too just hot.
0: It's just too
8: hot in there.
2: <laughs> Common room. No, thank you. No, thank you. Yeah, I, I, it was definitely fun. I'm glad I did it. I I think the tradition of celebratory mimosas for the last movie was a good one. So we could that was great. Life. Oh, I that's that. good.
0: I love that. That was very good. And we what do we got? McDonald's breakfast and mimosas. Yeah. It was great.
2: Damn, that's fancy.
5: I'm
0: jealous. <laughs> I forgot
2: about McDonald's breakfast.
0: <laughs> like exactly best, what I
2: wanted, though, at that time.
0: Best sausage <laughs> muffin I've ever had in my life. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Which is just so people don't know, this isn't an ad. It's a, still a low bar McDonald's.
3: I'll <laughs> take free McDonald's if it's offered.
4: <laughs> yeah, I won't turn it down. That's for sure.
0: Um, <laughs> okay. Let's see. That's yeah. That's the 24 hour <laughs> marathon. You gotta, if anyone's listening to this, looking forward to the one coming up in October that we'll hopefully be able to do, provide everyone puts on a fucking mask and stays home.
4: Mm-hmm. Then. Yeah.
0: You can follow us along. we, instagram a lot of it so if you're not there you can be there in spirit and see what is going down in horror town um but um but but yeah so let's see check that off the list of things to reminisce about uh what uh what what else do we kind of write down here um so we had we were talking about a little bit one of the beauties of the show is that we don't unmask uh figuratively (laughs) Um, our positions, the panels, till the end of every episode. Um, and sometimes somebody has done a real good job fooling us about how they really feel. Um, and I'll give her a shout out because I think she has done the best job, as we were discussing before. Alyssa Yeoman um, has done some an admirable job roasting movies that she are in her top favorite movies of all time, defending movies that she doesn't like at all.
8: Uh, <laughs> yeah.
0: And that takes... Uh, it takes guts, I'll say it. Um, but but yeah, so I mean, we can we can just throw some clips. Anybody have anything to say about when you've gotten fooled? I mean,
4: she's just she's fooled me every time, almost every time I've done an episode with her, and <laughs> I'm always just impressed with how intelligently she's able to defend or roast something and then be like, haha ha, I was lying the whole time."
8: Yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I just like I appreciate that people can think critically and and kind of apply you know debate tactics to yeah. a movie from the outside mm-hmm. before their feelings are known. It's a really cool yeah. thing to do. I definitely
3: enjoy being assigned aside from time to time. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, uh, it's always a challenge. Yeah, uh, because you know either way I'll argue it, but it's it's an exercise to to have to come up with the points because you know it might not be what your first impression of that film was, but you still have to figure it out. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um,
4: I always thought it would yeah. be easier to, to roast something that you actually liked. Um, or no, I always thought but it, it's actually a lot harder <laughs> to roast something that you like. And it's much easier to defend something that you don't really like that much yeah, for some reason. I would
2: agree
0: with that. <laughs> well, cause it, it makes you feel like you're picking on yourself.
4: <laughs> yeah. Or it's just like, I can't, I can't find the words to articulate why I would like why this would be bad. Like I had such a hard time roasting Donnie Darko.
0: I think that that's kind of. uh, I will say that I think that that is one of the um, intentions of the show. One one of the few intentions of the show was to, I don't know, help people. I guess think more critically about movies, whether that's from a place of, of of absurdity. Like, cause I mean, uh, an example I look to all the time for when I'm like trying to explain what the show is to people is that I'll say, yeah, one of my friends says she hated Forrest Gump and it made us think about it. So like, that's, um, Stephanie Malone, if you're listening. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, but, but yeah, I mean, I think that that's one of the things that when we were starting the show that we wanted to get at was like, you know, put people to think about why they like the movies they like or, or, you know why they would try to convince somebody otherwise or what, or whatnot, talk them off the, you know, the Zack Snyder ledge. If, if I ever have to do that, it's easy (laughs) for me to do. Um, I think
3: think it's important too, because like, I feel like, especially online, you have this like total lack of nuance where, ah. you know, the minute something is problematic, you have to dismiss the whole thing or you can't even talk about it or whatever it is. And like the fact that, you know, I had to go, you know, critique Star Wars
5: yeah. um,
3: and you know, find out what's wrong with it and realize that n- I agreed with every single point I was making, but none of them mattered. <laughs> right? So you could be critical and still love something. and I think we all know that, but um I think uh, a lot of our present day culture forgets that, mm-hmm. that like mm-hmm. criticism is instantly seen as like digging on something in an actually like dismissive way um and it doesn't have to be like that like critical thinking is really super important and you can be super critical of a lot of stuff and even problematic stuff and still be like yeah but you know what like with this in mind in this context there are these other things I still really appreciate about that thing and Mm -hmm. I I really like nuance so I Mm -hmm. I appreciate we're able to to get that here
4: yeah I think it's really just in general it's helped me get better at just talking about movies and, and just talking about just discussing different ideas and in viewpoints, especially when I'm, I'm given the challenge of of expressing a viewpoint that I don't personally have. Um, And I just think it's a skill that, that everybody should, should, it's a muscle everyone needs to flex. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I think it's um, from the, from the host that doesn't have to defend or roast very often. um, It's a lot of fun to watch. And listen to.
6: Yeah. <laughs> so
0: yeah. Um, that being said, what are we talking? We we're talking about fooling each other. So we could okay. jump to <laughs> clips where yes, there's multiple Alyssa Yeoman clips here, but there's some yes. other clips. People that have fooled us um, over the course of the season. Um, and we didn't know if they like if they actually liked it or not. So everybody let's go take a listen to some liars. Alyssa.
8: This is my favorite movie of all time.
0: Is there? Yeah. Really? Oh. Oh.
8: Yeah, I love this movie. You're so, so good at dating. I know. Yeah, yeah, I it. Day. Yeah, when I saw myself, I was like, "People are gonna just like always assume I'm actually on the opposite side." But I no. was like sweating over here. I was no, like, it's, it's such a favorite, problematic it's thing. It's my favorite movie of all time. It makes me like feel like I'm gonna fall in love with my best friend in 12 years, and I can't wait. <laughs> I want to get engaged on New Year's. <laughs> it's so Aww. wonderful. I think it's, I think it's sweet, and mm-hmm. I think it's funny, and I think. The conversation where they're having, yeah. We'll talk about all that later. (laughs) There's a lot of scenes in it that I think are just really like so specifically so funny and nuanced Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. I cannot get enough of. You know, this is so hard for me because (laughs) (laughs) there was part of me watching it and I was like, I see no lies in this movie, Spongebob forever. But now that I'm thinking about the fact that I, when I was re-watching it, I was like, oh, this movie was the end of, like, my Spongebob fandom. Because I didn't watch anything mm. after that. Like, I was really hardcore. I had, like, Spongebob sheets, pajamas oh. decked out. But, um, yeah, so I was like, I think I like the movie, but it's also weird because I'm like, but I did stop watching Spongebob after it. So I think my <laughs> feeling is maybe a little bit neutral on it, so. Okay. And okay. I actually do like the naughty oddy stuff because I've been going down like naughty oddy movie memory lane in quarantine. <laughs> we and so some yeah. of those things where, I, were like really funny because they are just so specific to that time, which was such a weird time in comedy.
0: We've done several. I have not
8: heard that phrase before. Yeah,
5: yeah, I have neither.
8: <laughs> oh, naughty mm. oddies.
5: Yeah. Yeah, I
3: oh, need so to look thanks. into the Carry I'm it and on,
0: intrigued. <laughs> About reach time to unmask y'all. Yeah. So let's uh, let's talk about how we re- how we really feel, Alyssa. We'll start with you.
8: I really like this movie. Mm. I do like this movie. I it was different trying to rewatch it. Um, in a way, I didn't expect. Um, it did feel slower than I remember it, but it kind of hit me at this ideal time where I was like, in college, and was like, wow, I, you know, and yeah. so I don't know if it hit more nostalgia. And I still think it's beautiful. And yeah, yeah. So, and this was the first time I watched it and realized that Ryan Gosling looked goofy. So I think my taste <laughs> is, my taste has also changed. So it's like, oh, huh. <laughs> yeah. I hate this movie. You really? I, <laughs> I really know. don't Whoa. like this movie. <gasps> <Wow. What? Whoa! laughs> It convinced me. Long and it is so (laughs) not worth it. I do not like genuinely surprised. I'm actually surprised. (laughs) I was like when I was like going to rewatch it. I was like I have I hadn't watched it since I watched it the first time because I saw it and I was like I never have to see this movie again. (laughs) (laughs) And then I went to rewatch it and I was like oh this is why I never had to see this movie again. And I was just like yeah bananas (laughs) yeah. So I, I I. don't do not like this movie. I'm yeah. shook right now. Good. I, I was so like, surprised. I was just trying to sell it so he hard. You
0: sold it very well. What? Oh my <laughs> goodness, man! I'm going to the top of our thing to look what side you are on. This is Thor
7: all over again,
0: man. Yeah, she was on either, like, either, either side. She was on either side originally. Yeah, just okay. to kind of test
8: my limits. I was ready you know? to be like, why
0: did you sign up to defend <laughs> that? Yeah.
8: So I just wanted to. Uh, yeah. Wow. 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 I don't like the movie. <laughs> and Alexander. the last oh scene God. is really dumb. Oh it's a lot. And it's just, like, two hours yeah. and, and two hours and 30 minutes. I was like, this is so way too long. And you, then, like, the one woman is fucking everybody. I was like, God, <laughs> I cannot stand this Do you shit. like
7: Leo's death, actually? Because you you just defended that in, like, some you know pretty emphatic yeah. terms. And I'm just curious.
8: I did like it for the fact that you, like, kind of laughed. But it was yeah. just, like, yeah. It's just...
0: Felt it, The
8: whole movie, bad. I was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. the end. I was like, okay, cool. And then I was like, it wasn't worth the rest of
0: it. And we're back, and don't we feel lied to? Um, but <laughs> uh, but it's okay. It's okay to feel lied to in this specific context. Um,
3: it's like acting.
0: It's ah acting. All right, everybody, and we're getting we're getting close to the end of this season's retrospective. And uh, I think uh, the topic that we all want to talk about, because don't we never not want to talk about it nowadays, I guess, um, <laughs> is COVID-19, which, oh boy, uh, you know, we, it's no secret that we do a lot of our movie, our scheduling and everything kind of based on theatrical releases and such, and uh, kind of the onslaught of movies being delayed indefinitely or moved online. Means that the whole second half of our season was thrown into complete chaos, <laughs> um, which is okay because we kind of ignored that for the most part. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, but but yeah. So um, I don't really we, I don't think there's any clips at the end of this. But. I
2: think yeah. I I think an interesting case study is definitely the Mulan episode because I think we I were know. right on the edge there. I think that might be the last one I recorded in studio.
0: That was the last photo I had of us in the studio. yeah,
2: and it was yeah, I think that's it. And we were very much excited for the move the live action movie to come out, so we had no yeah. indication that it would not be coming out. Yeah. <laughs> so the, was, the
4: last episode from the before time. yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that one was, and and we were I remember talking about it, so, like dreamily and how excited I was and and yeah, it was very soon after that we realized we would not be going to a movie in the theaters for a while. Yeah.
8: So
4: uh, everyone go listen to that episode and, and just listen to the difference in our voices and how optimistic <laughs> of the future that we are and how bright and healthy we all sound.
2: Who knew it would be such a historical record? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. The,
0: M- the Mulan episode.
2: Yeah. But also, um, we're not in the studio and I think I I hope it doesn't affect the quality of the podcast too much. Um, We've definitely learned how to do better at that, I think, by having a video stream and and seeing each other's faces and anticipating when somebody's going to speak. But it's it's not the same, and I miss you all. And I can't wait. Likewise. Likewise.
0: And you know what? I could turn this into a light at the end of the tunnel. The exciting thing is we will be in a new, bigger studio space when we do return to the studio.
8: Um, i don't know, I if there, know that.
0: yeah i didn't know if everybody knew that but we did all the stuff is in the new space oh awesome it's <laughs> sitting in there doing nothing oh it's i not can't wait up.
2: to record in there it's gonna, not set up i'm gonna call it's that a news break i i have not heard <laughs> of <this>. yeah <laughs> really. wow you heard it here
4: first
3: I, I will say that one of the good things that i've noticed this about other you know projects and groups that i'm part of is that um, as much as I miss the, the in-person interaction, it is nice that sometimes people get included who wouldn't have been included otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. Like, so you can record a podcast even though you're not in the same city at the moment. Yeah. You, know, you, yeah. Can, you can still maintain those relationships. And I think we're learning ways to um, conduct ourselves like creatively and socially in new ways that hopefully we'll be able to... to keep using and just add to what we're already doing and i think that yeah that could be a gain right yeah yeah.
4: and i mean obviously i miss seeing all of you and, and i think being able to sit in a room together um it's hard to replicate that chemistry even if we do have like a video chat and everything but i will say since i don't have a car and i'm like a bridge away from <laughs> from the studio it has been nice just being able to like just sit down at my computer and record an episode. So sure. there's there's pros and cons.
2: I don't have that much else to do. So my... Yeah.
0: my <laughs> also <second's>
4: that. <laughs> yeah, my, it's a lot easier just for me to uh, be on episodes now.
2: Exactly.
0: I mean, and another... Uh, kind of bright side is that we don't have to be forced to record in the old studio all summer again which was super in that
4: tiny little hot room
0: super hot and sweaty where that's the i mean it's 24 flames per second we're going to be in some hot rooms from time to time mm. um
3: <laughs> it's you realize that for, for a, a bunch of people who live in seattle we complain about the heat a lot <laughs> I, just, I just want to throw that out there in it's case fine. there are non-seattle people listening yes we're aware it's hotter wherever you are yeah Arizona. the mystery
4: <laughs> weltering <laughs> 73 degrees
2: <laughs> we don't have to endure it that often and so when we do that's we, true we're very delicate it's yeah it's a lot more but also we're not equipped with ceiling fans, air conditioners, like all these things that the hot states have figured out. We're just like, let's yeah. just pop a box fan in front of it and call it good. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but um, done our best, yeah, I, I think managing, navigating COVID, I think we have done our best.
2: I agree.
0: <laughs> yeah, we only we didn't really skip a beat. We, I think, yeah, we haven't skipped any episodes because of COVID which has been was great. We kind of kept our output going and mm-hmm. I could say that, um, it's more or less the same across party fish media with some exceptions based on, you know, just what people had to, how people had to change their lives in general to mm-hmm. kind of deal with COVID. But, um, but, but yeah, I think it's something to, something to be proud of that, uh, this show, all of our shows rolled with, rolled with the, uh, the punches and, um, and we're, and we're, and we're, and Toy Flames, who, of course we did good. We got more masks on all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, if you don't, you're a nerd. Um, and so I think um, with that being said, um, I also, I also do just want to acknowledge um, the <clears throat> uh, Black Lives black lives matter protests and everything. Cause we did, we did, we literally did not release an episode due to them that I don't know that we'll ever release just based on the subject matter. Um, and I, I'll be like upfront and saying that we did minority report that was going to come out like the second week of June. That is, I don't know. It was, it was very like, not great to release amidst cop backlash because it's kind of a pro cop mm-hmm. movie. Um, And so I don't, I don't anticipate we will release it. Um, I think it'll just stay in the vault where, where it belongs, Um, which is is sad, but also is good. So um, yeah, so I'll say that. And also um, we're going to include links in the description of this episode for, you know, ways to take action in rejecting white supremacy. We've been kind of getting, making a habit out of that. And I also just want to own like our own shows, complicity in like, not doing our best to elevate black voices or, or indigenous voices or people of color, because we have a very white pool of people that's part of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things I'm going to endeavor to do um, as we move forward is, you know, change that mix of people that is in our, our pool of defenders and roasters, because movies are not just a white person's game.
4: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think we've and had, just yeah. having, having all different cut times cut Shit, goddammit, oh, having all different God types damn it, of Katie. Sorry, I ruined it, I ruined this moment. I'm just trying to say, it's always good to have many different types of voices at the table and not just hearing one perspective, mm-hmm. especially in a podcast that's centered around debating. Well, and yeah, hopefully absolutely.
2: it'll give us even more diversity in the types of movies we talk about too, because I think yeah. if have an all white panel, they might not feel comfortable talking about certain films.
0: There's been some episodes that we've tabled or changed yeah. what episode is going to yep. be because just because of that, because it was going to be a table of white people, some people picking on a movie from a black filmmaker or about like specific, like African-American issues. Yeah. Um, and so, and I mean, and I don't regret that at all. I don't yeah. regret mm-hmm. us not doing that because why would I, that'd be insane. I'm going
2: to make the podcast better. And definitely. Yeah.
0: And so, um, yeah, that being said, I think we can leave you all. I just want to, this will be the wrap up moment for the show too. Um, so I want to thank everybody um, that is co-host for the show. I want to thank everybody that has defended or roasted or I guess there's been people that have been just like hanging out in the room too, while we're recording <laughs> an episode not speaking. Um, that goes for pets too. But um, uh, cause we have had some pets in the studio this season too. We had Sula in the studio. We had, um, oh, what was that big dog's name that wouldn't stop making noise? A the dog sitting um what did you say
2: was it Apollo
0: Apollo oh there's Poe the cat from season one um and we love Poe Poe's still out there um but no what was this dog's name is this big brown dog I can't remember but you can hear him in the episode (laughs) Uh, but um but but yeah and so I think everybody that's been involved in the show um on behalf of uh, just a, me who produces the show directly. I behalf have Will Paulson and Quasi who run Party Fish Media with me, and um, and I, his whole name is Quasi Phillips. His whole name is Alan Quasi Phillips.
4: What? Uh,
0: <laughs> I, so more I can, news
4: I can, dropping I on this. That's amazing.
0: I um, did
3: not know
0: that. But 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 yeah, we have a lot of fun making the show, and we want it to be as tight and good as it can be and we like to involve people in it so if you're listening to this uh and you want to come be part of the show and you're in seattle uh you know reach reach out um if you if you're good at arguing about movies that's all it that really counts um and uh yeah everybody so we'll leave you with um maybe we'll put in some movie in a minute fails here right at the end
3: <laughs> yeah um, i'm good
0: I, I tallied up. There's at least 40 of them. From the oh,
2: fantastic.
0: Uh, this season. And so, um, yeah, everybody, uh, we'll just leave it at that and we will uh, catch you as we kick off season four next week, not even taking a break. Um, but yeah, we start with, um, I think we're, we're, as we were been going, we've been aging up the movies, content that we've been kicking off seasons with next season starts with cruel intentions. We've graduated into Rated R's. I'm so excited.
4: Um, <laughs> I cannot wait.
0: But uh, but but yeah, everybody. So um, that's it. Everybody, we'll catch you when we catch you, whether that's next week's episode or the week after that or next year's retrospective because you just wanted the cliff notes. Um, but uh, yeah. I don't know if I say anything else here at the end of these, but um, thank you all for being co-hosts and thank you all for listening. We'll catch you. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Catch you as the, as the, as time keeps making us all older. So, um,
4: Great.
0: So yeah, I'm belaboring the point, everybody.
4: Bye
5: Bye. Bye.
4: Bye. Okay, so we open on a dilapidated and burned down home. Uh, we see Javier Bardem uh, picking, uh, taking a crystal-like object and placing it on a mantle, which then uh, regenerates life back into the house. The house regenerates. Um, and then we suddenly discover Jennifer Lawrence, um, who we learned to be his wife. So Javier Bardem is a renowned poet who is suffering from writer's block. His wife Jennifer Lawrence, um, her main thing is re-renovating the Victorian house that they live in. It, it's her. It's her one project. It's her baby. It, she wants to build a paradise. Um, so shortly after the beginning, a man Ed Harris uh, shows up at the door. Uh, he says he's a doctor, and he was told that this was a b and b that he could stay in um he immediately javier bardem invites him to stay the night um he stays the night things get kind of weird um jennifer lawrence is not a fan of him being here um suddenly the next morning uh michelle Pfeiffer showed up
0: you're out of time
4: are you serious that, that was, was that was a minute
0: that was a whole minute um wow. well we got A fourth person in the house.
4: Literally, got like 15 minutes into this movie.
0: (laughs) Give us the full plot synopsis of Napoleon Dynamite, spoilers and all. You gotta tell us everything. My Um, best. And uh, we'll give you 60 seconds and a three count, and then you're off. Are you ready?
6: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Here we go. Here we
0: go. In three, two, one.
6: Go. All right, Napoleon Dynamite. He's a 16-year-old from Preston, Idaho. He lives with his brother Kip and his grandmother. Um, He is a socially awkward teen. Um, His grandmother takes a spill at the sand dunes. Uncle Rico comes in to take care of the kids. Uh, During this time, Napoleon also befriends um, a student named, um, oh shit, what's his name? God damn it, Pedro! Uh, he befriends Pedro. Uh, he also meets Deb, um, and uh, a lot of things, a lot of little vignettes happen uh, until we get to the core of the plot, which is uh, Pedro uh, running for president. Uh, Napoleon helps Pedro run for president uh, against Summer Wheatley. Um, it gets down to the end of the um, of the movie where... I'm fucking this up. Uh, Pedro uh, is is uh, feeling um, uh, dejected because he may lose, and then Napoleon... And you're out of time! Fuck oh, oh, boy!
7: Wow!
5: <laughs>
6: <laughs> diffed it. Diffed you it forgot great
5: irony. Pedro's name, Brian. Pedro.
6: Pedro. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Running out of time uh, to discuss
6: the plot of Napoleon Dynamite. That's amazing. <laughs> I'm not good at these
7: dudes. 1893, in the Norwegian kingdom of Arendelle, uh two uh, baby princesses were born. One of them had cryokinetic powers that are never really elaborated on, but everyone just kind of goes with it and it's okay. Uh, of these two, um, they grow up fairly normally until one of them uh, accidentally shoots the other one in the head with a blast of ice magic, thereby endangering her life so that her parents are forced to go to the local Fair Folk and seek out their help. The Fair Folk, with their nominal uh, understanding of neurosurgery, suggests that she can be cured if all of her memories of magic are removed from her, and the parents say, alright, sure, and lock her up in a tower for 13 years, and then go off to get shipwrecked and become Tarzan's parents. Now, uh, when the children both reach adulthood, they go to the coronation of Queen Anna, who has grown up learning to conceal and not feel and hide away her cryokinetic powers from everyone. Uh, this is all further complicated when her younger sister, uh, manages to, that was, Elsa was the one with the carpet head powers. Boom, break. you're yeah, out of just, time. And you're uh, out of time.
0: Oh! Sorry. Uh, time the, bo- time. the boom was, you got the sister's names right, the out of time was you're out and of
5: time. And kind of, you probably shouldn't you know, go into neurosurgery <laughs> in the movie in a minute. <laughs> I was being snarky to make up for
7: my lack of, uh, preparation. <laughs> well, that's Okay.
1: So this beach town is being terrorized by what they pretty quickly know is to be a shark. A woman disappears on the beach. Um, The police chief of the town, Brody, really wants the mayor to do something about it. The mayor is kind of a bureaucratic nightmare, wants the 4th of July party to keep on going. So nothing's really done until a boy is killed on the beach and they dig up what they, or they catch what they think is the shark. It's not, it's just like a tiger shark or something basic like that. So uh, Brody and this oceanographer, Hooper and Quint, this like, you know, grizzly old sea captain go out to hunt the shark. Uh, they kind of employ a variety of things. They try to shoot barrels at it. They try to just shoot it with a handgun. They push the boat to the limits, and you find out that Quint is kind of on his own little, like, Moby Dick chase since um, he was on the USS Indianapolis, which was attacked by a bunch of sharks. Is um, one of the worst shark attacks in history. And, yeah, at the end, they're kind of pushing their boat. Quint goes a little nuts, uh, gets rid of the quarter to be able to contact the shore, um, eventually just gets eaten and by a shark. you're
0: out of time. And we don't know... Who, if any, survivors make it out of the boat? Just kidding. <laughs> and we the end of the movie. Also, taking pot shots at tiger sharks. So basic. They're just, kind of, so they're basic, just the kind of tiger
1: sharks. sharks. It was, it ate a license B-basis. plate. B-b-b-basis. Basic. <laughs> God
3: damn
6: it. It was just it weird on. in
1: the movie. They were like, "This is the most one of the most dangerous hunters." Anyway, here are some license plates. Right. <laughs> it. <It's kind laughs> implication well, being
3: it ate a car. Yeah. Movie. Right. Right. Like yeah. That's something. That's yeah.
8: serious. <laughs> Okay, so we're in South Boston. We got two cops. They're both undercover, one trained by the cops, one trained by the uh, mob. And everybody's like, okay, we're gonna get this mob guy, Costello. Um, He's got weapons. And then Costello's like, oh, evaded him again. They're like, oh, shit, there's a mole. Who's the mole? There's a mole on both sides, or a rat, depending. There's a mole on the cop side, a rat on the mob side, depending on where you stand. Um, And then... They're like, okay, DiCaprio's like, oh, who is it? And Damon's like, who is it? And they like don't see each other's faces, but then everything starts to unravel. Also, they're fucking the same woman. Just adding that in there. I don't know, <laughs> just something to throw into this web. Um and then uh they're like, okay, I think it's this guy. They come into a shootout, big guy Mark Waberg is like, uh, the shootout. And they're like, you're fired. Or at least he's like, well, just take a break. He's like, I'm resigning because I'm not working with that mole Sullivan, which is Matt Damon. And you're like, who, does he know something? But he did. of town. <laughs> <laughs> you were doing great oh, though. Thanks. <laughs> that was good.
0: Yeah, for uh, for how long the movie is. Yeah. Actually, my notes are a mess. <laughs> I have no idea where we're actually at. Um, it's all like, he's following him, and he sees yeah, him. Yeah,
4: I was trying to read the Wikipedia summary today, and I was just like, how are they going to do a movie in yeah, a minute? It's like,
8: no, <laughs> one where you just accept that it's not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> the last thing alone is like, how do you explain that in a minute?
2: Yeah.
0: Um, so, did you make it to the poem theater yet?